Welcome to the Women Winning at Weight Loss podcast. Have you found yourself trapped on the weight loss journey, losing and regaining the same 20 pounds? Are you tired of starving yourself, eating less calories than your toddler, and making the gym your second home is just not an option? Then you're in the right place. Hi, I'm Anna J. Fit, weight loss and mental fitness coach, and in this podcast, I'll teach you exactly what to do to lose the weight sustainably and never gain it back. Let's dive in. Welcome back to another episode of the Women Winning at Weight Loss podcast. Um, I am also streaming this live with my amazing client Maria on uh, Facebook as well. So for the listeners tuning in on the podcast, I wanted to do an interview with Maria because she's been an amazing client. She's been with me in my weight loss coaching program for a little over six months now, and she's had an amazing transformation and just wonderful testimony. So I wanted to make sure that she got the opportunity to be here uh, on this podcast with me and talk a little bit more about her experience, but then also what brought her to me to begin with. And so you can either listen in on the podcast or for those that just listen to the podcast, highly encourage you to find me on Facebook as well, Anna J Fit, where I am doing a lot of these episodes also live. So I think that sometimes it's it's great to see people live on camera, see their faces and facial expressions. But then at the same time, if you're driving to work, then it's best to just listen to the podcast. But so you have both options here. So, um, so Maria, first of all, thank you so much for being here and for being willing to tell your story. Uh, really appreciate that. How are you? I am good. I'm good. And I'm excited to share my personal journey because it, it has been a journey. Yes, it has been a journey. I remember that when we first uh, connected and had our initial weight loss consultation, uh, you had been on this weight loss and fitness journey for quite some time, right? Um, So would you mind sharing with the viewers and the listeners what triggered, like you get to that point where you were like, that's it, I've got to hire Anna J Fit as my coach. Like what brought you to me and what helped you, you know, make that final decision? Yes. So, um, first of all, I just want to add to that. I'm 39 years old. I'm almost 40. That was a big deal in my decision because you start to notice changes. And when you're younger, it's easy to, um, to lose weight. It's easy to jump on board with anything and just lose the weight. But what brought me to Anna was, um, I had listened to one of her lives and I just came across it and I'm, I'm an intellectual. So I appreciated getting in the mind of things because this journey is not just about weight loss. It's about connecting to something deep inside of yourself and making connections about why their stumbling blocks. And so I was, I came to her because I liked that she, um, that you um, approached it, not just about the food and the working out, but about the mental too. So that's, that's why I was like, I am, I am going to connect with her. Yes. Mm -hmm. You know what, Maria, I am so glad that you said that because and I know you, we never, we didn't even talk about this. So I know this is definitely like confirmation that I needed, but I'm actually uh, working on launching a weight loss mindset course for women. And this is like the final piece of confirmation that I needed because I have realized in my 10 years of coaching women that the key component, the key component is the mindset work, right? The mindset drives the entire journey and it ultimately dictates whether you're going to be successful and whether it's going to stick or not. And so we're so hyper-focused on the nutrition and the fitness component, but we are so neglecting the mindset and that drives the entire journey. And so hearing you say that is like so valuable. And I hope that that's also going to resonate with the listeners because that is the piece that I think here's what it is, right? I think that when we're looking at social media and fitness professionals and all that stuff, we're we're attracted by the superficial. So it's like, oh, cute workout videos. Oh, look at these good looking recipes, right? But the mindset piece, it's not exciting. (laughs) It's not exciting. Um, 
but yeah, so I'm glad that that's what spoke to you and resonated with you because like you, I've always been very um, intellectual and very big on why are we doing this? Yeah. Why does that matter? What's the, what's the, what's the back backstory here, right? What's the, yeah. what's the bigger purpose? And um, so I'm glad that, that that approach resonated with you because I've often wondered if I'm a little too intellectual with it, but hey. <laughs> no, I think that I feel like that has been the the cornerstone. Uh, once I understood, wait a second, there's this whole narrative in your mind that is holding you back and you need to tap into that. And all of the stuff, like the, at the beginning of the program, it was, what is your why? And I would keep coming back to what is my why? And, and truthfully, at first, I feel like my why was superficial and um, and I struggled with even admitting that to myself. But then I started digging deeper. Why? Like, why is that a big deal to you? Why do you care about that? Um, but I feel like you engaging us in that manner um, made me, forced me to dig deeper even, I mean, I started buying books about self-sabotage and workbooks about self-sabotage because I was like, what are you afraid of? Like what we self-sabotage on our weight loss journey because of fear, but it's knowing about what you're afraid of. And that for me, because I remember you touched on that about self-sabotage and I was like, Ooh, that's a good one because I feel like we all do that. Yeah. We all do that. Yeah. Most definitely. And then it's about creating the awareness, right? Because we got to become aware that we're even doing that, that we're stuck in those patterns and those cycles because we can't break free until we do that. Um, So I'm happy to hear that. And so for you looking back, because before you came to me, you had been on your own weight loss and fitness journey for quite some time, right? Right. how, How long do you think it had been since you were actively working on uh, shedding those extra, extra pounds. It was three months before I came to you. And in those three months, it was, um, I was working out, but I didn't really have the guidance and I definitely didn't have the guidance on the food aspect. Um, and that was huge. So with you, it was like, um, the full package of the nutrition, the mindset and the working out and the accountability was and is so huge because um, I think we feel like it makes us weak if we need accountability, but really the accountability is, I think it's a natural human need where we need to not feel alone and we need to feel um, there's other people on this journey and, yeah, that was um, that was another reason why I came to you too. Was I was still lost, even though I was three months trying to figure out this weight loss stuff. I didn't have all the components that I needed to succeed. Right. <clears throat> so not having all the components definitely that makes sense. Um, and I gotta touch back on something you said too about like so now you're 39, right? You're knocking on 40. And you realized along the journey, oh, wait a second, like things that work for me in the past, they're not really effective now. Like my body has changed. And um, I'm happy to hear you mention that because I feel like when I have conversations with women and, you know, in the DMs or on calls that there's like almost like the sense of this is so painful and, and, and like not wanting to accept that. Right? right. But I'm glad you brought that up because that's just the reality of life. And it's, I don't think it's something that is painful or bad or, you know, just horrible. It's just a reality. Like the same way that, like, if you look at your life, your life has changed, right? The way you think it has changed over the years, maybe the people that you surround yourself with or the things that you do in your free time, your hobbies, they've changed over the years, right? Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Like I look at my circle. I look at the things that I enjoy doing. I, I, I look at everything about my life and, Every couple of years, it seems like there's been some changes and some quote unquote growth, right? right. So it's really the same thing. Like we're not the same women 
you know, uh, five years that we are now than we were five years ago. And so, okay, well, physically, biologically speaking, well, the body goes through changes as well. And so what I've learned is that it's just a matter of meeting our body where it is at that particular phase and time in our lives. Right. right. And so I've been through that years ago too, where it was just continuously doing the things that were working in my twenties mm-hmm. and bashing myself because it's not working anymore in my thirties. And it's like, <laughs> you're not the same chick. Now it's about acknowledging, embracing, recognizing who you are today in this, in this like, you know, phase of your life and meeting you where you are. And I think that's like, I feel like that's just loving, embracing and recognizing who we are and standing in our truth. So I'm glad that you brought that up because I know that's going to resonate with so many women listening. Um, Like ladies, it's okay. It is normal. It happens to all of us. That doesn't mean, oh my God, it gets so much harder to lose weight. That's not really what it is. It's just that the approach has to meet you where you are now. Right. Yeah. So true. Yeah. So I'm glad that you brought that up. Um, Other thing that I think is great that you were very transparent about too, is the fact that even though you were making changes, you were being consistent with working out and things like that. You got to the point where you're like, okay, accountability, like Mm -hmm. something's missing here. And also it's not me being weak. And I think that that is an amazing point because I hear that so often oh, I'm a grown woman. I've achieved all these things. I got all these degrees and all these, you know, um, like career achievements. I'm making all this money and all this other stuff. Why is it that at this point in my life, like I need somebody else to hold me accountable, slap me on the wrist, check in with me, right? And you're a business owner. You're a successful business owner, right? So I think that that perspective is so key coming from you that you as a successful business owner who's achieved so many things in your life will come to a point where you're like, okay, I need accountability and it does not make me weak. Yeah. Yeah. It's like you need, it's not that you necessarily need someone to push you. It's that you need a witness to your journey. You need someone to say, how are you doing on your journey? How, like, how is it going? I don't, I don't need and I think it's true for many women, like go do your workout. No, it's like you get that notification on your phone and it's like, Oh, I have to do this today. Um, but it's more of having a witness to your journey that makes it feel worth worthwhile. And I feel like you do need that definitely at the beginning because you're navigating so much. It's such a learning process. Um, and I think as time goes on, it's still good to have someone someone that's like, hey, how's it going? Um, but I feel like as time goes on, you you find your own strength and it becomes a part of your life. Because now I've been doing this six months. It's not only a habit, it's a part of my life now. And so, um, yeah, I might have, you know, where I have some weeks where I work out five or six days a week. And then the next week, it might only be three days, but I'm still, you know, I'm still maintaining that consistency of, I know I have to do so many days. Yes. Yeah. I love that. And I got to say that that was really powerful. A witness to on this journey. That's, I never heard of it being put that way, but I love that because I don't, think of accountability as the drill sergeant coach or trainer that's like yelling at you that's like you know putting you down if you did not if you missed workouts and things like that because I don't I'm not that type of person that does not drive or motivate me (laughs) but um so I like the fact that you're the accountability as the witness like um it's it's the checking in it's the it's knowing that there's someone there that's witnessing you putting in the work and that's celebrating that the the consistency the wins with you and more so from like um a loving and supporting right standpoint versus what a lot of people i think think about accountability yell at me tell me that i suck because i didn't want to work out it's like mm, that's a lot of people associate accountability with um, a sense of shame and People that are on this journey, we already feel so much shame. That's why we self-sabotage. And that's why we have weight 
you know, issues. So I think that is why a lot of people think, oh, I don't want account or accountability is in the negative because it's for, for a lot of people, it brings that sense of, oh, if I didn't do something right, then I feel shame or I'm going to let somebody down or, but yeah, I like to think of it like that as a witness to your journey just like in life you have witness to witnesses to your life people that acknowledge your life you know it's the same in your in your um weight loss journeys your whatever kind of journey right right i love that but yeah and and that's also a good point you make a lot of good points today <laughs> but um that like on the weight loss journey we experienced so much shame as it is. Yeah. So it's like, no need to add on to that. Like I'm, we're already all coming from a place where it's been a ton of shame on top to more on top of more shame. It's like, Hey, I need, I need a place where I'm going to feel safe and, and supported and guided and understood, not where it's going to be more, you know, your compliance is trash, you know, terrible. What the hell? What the hell is up with these food logs of yours? Like, what are you eating? It's like, yeah. no, I, that's that's no. I've had enough shame, <laughs> enough <of> that. <laughs> so yeah. yeah, I am really happy to hear that. So I'm gonna remember this for life. The uh, witness witness to your journey. I love that so much. So obviously, you've changed a lot in six months. Yeah, like, I mean, I noticed it. Obviously, I mean, we've had like a million conversations you know, during those six months. But um, I know from my perspective, like your mindset changed drastically from six months ago. Oh, yeah. um, your body changed drastically yeah. <laughs> in these six months. Um, but like, if you like, if, if you look kind of at this six month long journey, what are the things that really stand out to you that changed that improved? Um, yeah, that changed for better for you. So when I first started, um, I remember working out and the thoughts that would go through my mind when I was working out were like, you're never going to be able to do this. Like just so much negative in my mind. Um, and I remember thinking many times in the first probably month, like, why am I even doing this? This is so hard. And, and not only having that be a struggle, the physical part of it from not working out for years before, there was also the component of, I didn't lose a lot of weight at first. It was like my body was fighting me to say, hold on, what are you trying to do to me? And, um, and I didn't see the weight loss come at first, but what I noticed was happening was my body was recompositioning. So I remember the first time that you were asking for updated pictures because we do that. You have to put, you know, take your pictures. So that's another form of accountability for yourself and for the coach to see where you're at. But I was thinking, oh, I don't want to take these pictures. There's no way there's any change in a month. And I couldn't believe it because even though the scale didn't show what I wanted the scale to show, I could not believe my body in that month in the pictures. And that was for me, confirmation of you're on the right journey. Just keep going, just keep going. Yeah. And, um, and I just kept going. And then, so from March, what was it? Uh, November until now, I started at 168 and I'm down 150. Yeah. And I did not even think that was possible. I just thought because I really did struggle with the with the weight coming off as fast as I guess in my head, I thought that it was supposed to come off. Mm-hmm. What I learned even from reading and from your lives and things like that was your body it's not just going to just drop all this weight when you're exercising, you're building muscle and your body is recompositioning. So it's all working at the same time and you just have to give it time. 
Yeah. That's what I learned. The biggest thing that I learned was give it time and you have time. Like you have time. The time's going to go either way. So you might as well just keep doing this. (laughs) That's a good point. Yeah, Uh, definitely. So, so one of the big things definitely that you've noticed too is your internal dialogue, right? Yeah. Cause um, it sounds, and you recognize it too. It sounds like even through every workout, every rep, everything, it was just negative, negative, putting yourself down, just not good enough. Um, And, and that transformed over time. And, you know, it's good for me to hear you, um, you know, your perspective on what you feel has changed because I on the outside and as your coach, that was like one of the biggest transformations ever because our conversations or how you would come across in conversations or check-ins and things like that, or the feedback that you would give, I was like, wow, her mental has like totally transformed. So a lot more positive and just really speaking life into your journey, into your body, into yourself. Yeah. Yeah. I find that, I find that amazing because I think that what a lot of women just don't realize is that number one, you can't make real progress on this journey until you start speaking um, like the positivity into yourself and into your body, into your journey. Like it's attached, it's directly attached to your outcome. But the other thing is just the, um, the experience of that journey and the quality of life. Yes. Because if every workout that I complete is just, you're a piece of crap, you're worth nothing, look at your ugly ass body, blah, 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 blah. What kind of experience is that? Like day in and day out, right? Okay. Um, so I'm so glad that that's like one of the really big things that changed for you is how you transformed that internal dialogue and you're a lot more positive uh, now. I think that's beautiful. The other thing that um, I'm glad you brought up too is that you, the the progress pictures, this is yeah. so important because so many women are attaching their success to one factor. It's what does my scale say, right? It's like all these other things can be improving and changing in a positive way, but I don't care about any of that. The only thing I'm looking at is what is the scale saying? Yeah. And then that's how they're basing whether they're being successful or not. And that is part of why. I make all of my clients take progress pictures because I'm like, I know for a fact that what we're doing is going to benefit you. It's things are changing for better, but I already know how we are. So I'm like, I'm going to make them take pictures and make them retake them every 30 days. And every single time they're going to be like, oh, wait, I didn't know. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's so true. Oh, and another thing that you always say. And um, it's so true is that it's not a number. It's not any of that that we're chasing. It's a feeling that we're chasing. And I remember the first time I heard you say that and I was like, yes, that is true. Because when I think about my why, it has to do with a feeling. I want to feel how I used to feel. How did I used to feel? I used to feel like I could just put on it, like just throw on my clothes and go and not think about what I was going to wear. I used to feel like I could just chase my kids around and I wasn't exhausted and it wasn't, yeah, it's all more a feeling that we chase. Like you always say, than it is, um, a number. Yep. And, um, and I appreciate that on the journey too. the non-scale victories, paying attention to, those things too, because, um, it's important to look at all the good that's happening and not just the one thing that you think you're, you're coming out of this with. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Total, uh, change of perspective. Right. And again, it changes your entire experience. What's the point in this experience being just negative, 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 because the only thing that you're chasing is that one particular number on the scale, but the entire time you're living in a place that is not, that doesn't feel good. It's not comfortable. It's not, that's not happiness. So, and I'm glad that resonated with you because, you know, I understood that years later, it's like, wait, all these women, every time they come to me, they're like, I need to be 30 pounds lighter. And I realized eventually it clicked for me. No woman actually really gives a crap 
about whether it's like 28 pounds or is it going to be 32? That's not really what none of them want. Yeah. It's all of us attaching a specific number on the scale to specific feelings. And like yeah. for you, it was, I really, what I really want is I want to feel the way that I did X amount of years ago where I could just put on whatever outfit, put it yeah. on, feel comfortable, feel sexy, feel good, not self-conscious and just run out the house. Right. And just be me. Um, yeah feel energized, right? Not sluggish, tired, drained, et cetera. And so it's, it's whatever feeling is important to us. That's what we value. And really what we're trying to do is we're attached this number to it, but it's yeah. never about the number. It's, yeah. it's, I want to feel toned. I want to be able to put on a, a, a two piece and feel sexy at the beach. Cool. Well, that's not a number. That's yeah. a feeling. <laughs> um, the number because in our head, we think, Oh, well, when I was this number, that's how I felt, exactly. but it's not the number. It's the feeling that you had because you probably didn't even know that number at that. I didn't pay attention to the numbers. Like, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Like, I don't even know what my weight was so many times in my life. Um, yeah. But I just felt good. I felt ener energetic. I felt confident. I felt sex, etc. cetera. Um, and that's really what it's about. Not the number. So I'm glad that that, that definitely stuck with you. Um, the other thing was that one thing that I know for a fact you learned in your time with me and was a game changer was that food is fuel. So, yeah. Yeah. So obviously for those who don't know, but when you came to me, you were severely under eating. Yes. Yes. And that was part of why the, the weight loss was slower too than what you may have wanted. And I think this is an important point for women is because when we have been chronically under eating for so long and on top of that, working out consistently, it's kind of like a double slap to our metabolism. Yeah. So we have to fix that. We have to go in and fix it, which takes a little bit of time. And then all of a sudden, boom, all the weight is coming off. Yeah. Because that's what you noticed, like in the last like two, three months, you were like, wait, Another five pounds. Yeah. It just, well, when I first came to you, I was on another program and I was eating like 980 calories. Well, with that, I had, I was getting my cycle two to three times a month. Like my body was so messed up. And that's the thing that we think is, and I thought, because that's what we're told, you have to eat so many less calories and no. And when you told me it was like, I think 1400, my starting calorie was like 1400. I was like, oh my gosh, I'm not going to be starving. Like that was a huge game changer because I actually had to go to the doctor thinking something was really wrong with me, but no, it was because I wasn't eating how I should have been eating. And I definitely wasn't eating what I should have been eating. And so when I came to you and you were like, this is your plan. This is how, you know, it, that was a game changer. And I think it took maybe a month or two for my body to adapt to that and say, right. okay, now I'm being fueled. Now I know how to run off of this way. And yeah. 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 Was, mm -hmm. Yeah. I, I remember that vividly. And I was like, Maria, you've been eating 900 calories. 80. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh my God, your poor metabolism. And you, and you were working out a solid five, six days a week. You were oh, yeah. yeah. I was. And I was, um, I mean, I, I really, I just say all of this to say, eat what you're supposed to eat. Because at that time, I'm not kidding you. I, I was getting my cycle two to three times a month. Um, and then I was experiencing like dizzy spells. Mm. I just thought I was falling apart. I thought, oh, I'm almost 40. Maybe I'm just falling apart, you know, but no. So eat your food, eat, eat how you feed your body. You have to feed your body, feed your mind and, um, and feed your spirit. Those are the three, like, wow, yeah. that's powerful. So ladies, y'all heard this, right? Feed your spirit feed your mind and feed your body. Yes. My goodness. Yes. <clears throat> and I think, and this is like such important message for the ladies out here who are on this journey is you will get nowhere um, starving. 
no. under eating, avoiding food, the fear of food, which we understand where it comes from for sure, but that is not the way to go. And it's being made so much worse when you're adding working out. Yes. Um, yeah. I just had a consultation, a weight loss consultation call with a lady yesterday and it's literally the same problem. Same problem. Like yeah. for years consistent with hardcore working out, but not eating. And I'm like, okay, so we're going to have to actually get back to the core here and we got to fix that, which is your relationship with food, the mindset surrounding food, right? And then fix your metabolism. And that is going to take time. So yeah, for the ladies listening, just take heed because in the long run, you're causing bigger problems by doing it that way. It just does not work and it's not worth it. Yeah. So, yeah. So I'm glad that we were able to turn that around for you and you learned a lot as far as like embracing foods and uh, just get back on, get your metabolism back on track where it needs to be feeling better. Um, and then you're 20 and then, and then you eventually lost 20 pounds. So like, it's like a win-win yeah. situation. And um, well, I still can't even, and I'm not where I, I'm not yet where I want to be, but I accept the journey and I just keep going. But um, yeah, it, it's been a total game changer. Um, there was another, I think it was a podcast that you did or something that you talked about. Um, what was it? I can't remember. It was something about the mind too. Um in relation to how we think about food. Mm. Um, but I, I, w- I would um, also encourage people who are where I was and even still where I kind of am on the journey learning is learn about self-sabotaging because that if you can't get that in your head, why you do that, this journey will never stop. You'll continue to be on this path. Yes. You have to know why, like, and it takes the weight loss journey is not just about losing weight. It's about, you always talk about your relationship to food. Like just because you feel anxious or you feel sad, or I remember one of the lives you did was like, when you sit down and watch a movie with your kids, like, I don't sit down with a big bowl of popcorn. I get my weights and I do my weights. There, you have to, we all have to on this journey, shift the way we think about food. Yeah. Because it's, it, it's meant to nourish us. It's not a, it's not a medication. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. That is really powerful. And I was just about to um, go into my next question and ask you like, what advice do you have for women who, you know, are stuck on their weight loss journey? They're not feeling good. Maybe they are in stuck in those self-sabotage type of cycles and you already kind of um, got to that part. So one big piece of advice here for the ladies that I'm hearing coming from you is um, identify the self-sabotage, right? And get, get to the root cause and address that. And for what I see for a lot of women, the the self-sabotage tends to come when it most predominantly with food and it is like, Oh, I will do right. And I will stick to my diet and I will eat clean and I will do what I have to do. But then I get really stressed out or all of a sudden I feel really lonely and depressed or, you know, or I get really angry and then there's a deadline and my boss is an ass. And then it's like, I eat six donuts frantically and a bag of popcorn and drink a soda And then I feel like shit physically. And then the mental guilt kicks in. And now emotionally, I'm a hot mess. Now I'm crying and I'm convinced that I am just worthless and I will never get to my goal. And then tomorrow, I feel like crap physically, mentally, emotionally. And then that goes on for a couple of days of self-sabotage. That's usually how it goes. And then boom, following Monday, I'm back on track. And it's like a real cycle. And so ladies... You cannot see that long-term success that you're looking for until you recognize that these are patterns of self-sabotage and you say enough is enough and you make the commitment to overcome them and address them. So in some particular cases, it can be just proper stress management. 
right? That's, that's a good one. It's like women that are chronically stressed out and always doing entirely too much and never sitting still and never taking the time to pour back into themselves, but then constantly get on these dieting cycles and then sabotage their dieting cycles because the stress gets too much. And so they're looking, they're looking for that comfort in food. These things need to be addressed. Yeah. Yeah. Another thing I would add too, that I had to learn at the beginning and it was hard. Um, but because of myself, not because of anybody else. Um, I have four kids and my partner and I was so used to always like you were just talking about put everybody first. We put ourselves last. We feel guilt when we do something for ourselves. And at the beginning of my journey, when I started working out and buying my own food that I would make for myself um, because I don't eat like the rest of my family, I would feel like a sense of guilt or um, like I wasn't like I wasn't doing for them. And what I, and, and I won't lie at the beginning, it's hard for people that love you to see you doing things different because in their minds, they're thinking, what does that mean for them? And I could see like my partner always loved me no matter how I was or, but I could tell even with him a little bit, like you're working out again. You're wait, you're, why are you eating that? But not in a mean way, just like, wait a second, something's changing. And I don't know how I feel about that. But what I learned is you just keep doing it. And eventually they accept how it is. And not only that, my kids are like my greatest accountability and my partner. They're like, Oh, did you do your workout today? And my kids, are we working out tonight? Um, so do it for yourself and they come along. But at first you might feel a sense of pushback because it means for them change that they might not feel comfortable with, but Yes. Take care of yourself. You have, because no one's going to take care of you. Yes. Takes care of everybody. And yeah. I couldn't stop smiling and nodding because I'm like, this is so powerful. This is so powerful. I am so glad that you're doing this because yes. Um, so a couple of things. Number one, it's ladies take care and prioritize, take care of yourself and prioritize yourself. And practice releasing and letting go of the guilt that comes along with that. And I know I did a whole podcast episode about self-care is selfless, not selfish. Because the Maria that has been committing to herself for the last six months gets to show up as a better version of Maria as business owner, as partner, as mother, as, as friend, whatever in general. Right. And so that's the selfless component about it, right? Yes, do it for you because it feels good and because you want to do this for yourself. But realize that you're not taken away from anyone else. If anything, no. it's, it's a selfless act because you get to come back as a better version of yourself for the people who need you and who love you. Yeah. So powerful. Glad you brought that up because I think that a lot of us struggle with juggling that piece. And because we're moms and we want to do everything for everyone and we're nurturers at heart, um, we, we're going we're gonna to feel guilty when it's like, I got to take some of the time back for me. I got to set boundaries that I didn't set before. They weren't there before. Yeah. Right. And I like the fact that you mentioned that there is going to be some type of pushback, even when people love you and they support you and they want to see you shine. There's going to be some type of pushback and not because you're bad or they don't love you and don't want what's best for you, but because it's now going to be an uncomfortable adjustment for them. Yeah. Because it's like, Oh, okay. Well, mm-hmm. I mean, what, what, what's up with her? What is she doing? Oh, okay. So now we're not eating this stuff anymore. Now she's eating all of that. Interesting. Okay. Like yeah. just an example, but for my kids, especially my son, cause my son loves fast food and junk food. Like he's a fanatic. <laughs> The, the pushback there has been, why are we not going to eat out anymore? Why are we not eating out anymore? And so at first, there was a lot of, 
pushback, a lot of objections, a lot of begging and fussing and complaining about, well, why I don't go to McDonald's. I want to go to McDonald's. I want to go to And then it was me being firm. We don't do that as a family anymore. We're not doing that as a family anymore. Yes. And I kept standing firm on my boundaries, on my boundaries, right? And then eventually just stopped asking. Just let it go. And so that's just one example of many. Obviously, this is going to look different for all of us as families and in our in our environment. But that goes to your point of you're going to be experiencing some kind of pushback because now they're having to make an adjustment that may be uncomfortable and it's different. It's a change for them. And people don't like change. Yeah. But the other piece of that is stand firm, stand in your truth, stick with the commitment that you've made because it's only a matter of time until it starts to become the norm for everybody around you too. Yeah. 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 I'm going to be sending this episode to a couple of current clients of mine who have really, they're newer in the program and they've really been struggling with the pushback from, from loved ones, from family members. And they're really struggling, struggling with finding that balance. And so I think that this conversation is going to be like huge confirmation and really helpful to them based on where they are too. But it's, we have to acknowledge this, like, it's hard for us to make those changes and stick with them and commit and stay the course. But it's also hard depending on how the people around us react to it. Yeah. So, so yeah, this, this is really, really valid. So the, the advice here definitely is um, to fuel your body, fuel, fuel your mind and fuel your spirit. Right. Um, transforming the, the, the negative internal dialogue into a supporting one, like speak life into you, speak life into your journey. It will pay off greatly and then feed your body because living on 900 calorie diets and, and a ton of physical activity, it's just not going to get you there. And in the long term, unfortunately, it causes damage to your metabolism. And then you end up with other issues, like other symptoms, like having frequent periods, I've had uh, clients who actually did not have periods like they were did not have periods for like months and then kept going back and forth to the doctor, not understanding like what's wrong. And yeah, those those things will happen when you're not fueling your body properly and you're exercising a ton because there's so much caloric output, but there's not enough caloric input. So it's totally unbalanced. Um, So that's important. And then the other thing is definitely releasing the guilt behind like, oh, I'm prioritizing myself. I'm being so selfish. I'm pouring into me. That's not right. Um, but no, switching the perspective around that. Yeah, I think, I, I mean, I think the biggest thing on the whole journey is um, how you, is learning how to, I, I keep post-its all over. Like on my computer, I have like seven post-its. I, I feel like you have to affirm yourself because um, it can it can feel lonely too when you're on this journey. I think that's I was thankful for the Facebook group that you have and the app. Um, <laughs> because that was affirming my journey, but you have to affirm yourself and say, Like I keep affirmations in my journals. I keep them in books that I read just so I'm constantly looking at stuff because you can be so unconscious of what is going through your mind. And like you, you could be telling yourself all day. I don't think I'm going to have time to work out. I don't think and you don't even know that you're saying that to yourself. So it's like feeding yourself of, I can do this. It might take a little while, but I'm going to do this. Like whatever it is that keeps you going, you know, because I think the hardest part is um, the people around you. That is the hardest part. Mm -hmm. Especially if you come from families where food is, um, is, like for my partner, food in his, in his growing up was love. Like you might be poor, but you better believe you will have a plate full of food and you better eat it because if you don't, then you yeah. must look back. And I think that's true for a lot of people that food is associated with 
comfort and love and all these things. And um, when you start to address that stuff, it can be, you will face that. Yeah. You will. Yeah. Not eating this. You always eat this. Why aren't you? And then you feel a sense of guilt about that. And it's like, no, I'm not going to feel guilty because I'm choosing not to eat something that I don't feel benefits me. And you don't have to say all of that. It's just, I'm good. No, or just lie. Like maybe later I'll have some or like, yeah, hard. That part is the hardest is the people around you. And you might have to change the people around you. Yeah, most definitely. You, you said a mouthful there because yeah. basically I think what a lot of women are maybe missing or not accepting is that if you want to lose the weight and you want to really like build that dream body, whatever that is to you, right? And take your health to the next level, et cetera. It comes with a change of identity. Yeah. It's a change of identity. It's you're no longer eating the same things. You're not eating in the same types of restaurants anymore. You make different choices when you go shopping for groceries. For me, it was even just not shopping in the same same grocery stores anymore, right? Yeah. It's like a real change of identity. And you're right that it incorporates or includes a lot of times letting go of certain people um, because their habits are no longer benefiting our new formed habits and how we want to live now with this new formed identity. It doesn't match. Yeah. And I know in that live that I did on Friday, I talked a lot about like the cultural component. So for a lot of us, because of how we've been raised and because of the cultural things that are acceptable or the things that are acceptable in our culture. And we talked about this on Friday where it was like, you know, for example, in the African-American community, especially in the South, it's like being looking healthy is a thing. And it means you got like a lot of fat on yourself, on your body. You know, like you got like excess meat everywhere. That's what it means to look healthy. And then we start losing weight and we start getting quote unquote too skinny. And then it's like, um, Anna, you you need to start eating again because you starting to look sick. And it's like, what did we have a completely distorted image of what's healthy and unhealthy looking. Right. But these are cultural things. Um, And so we're going to experience pushback. We're going to experience some issues, but then it's also a great opportunity to reevaluate who do I want to, who am I taking with me into this newfound identity? Like who fits that and who does not? Who do I have to release and let go of? So all this to say, it's a a growth experience. And with growth comes discomfort and some painful things too. So I've even experienced some of my clients who transformed so much and changed so much that they look back at who they were married to or who they were in relationships with and had to exit those because those men did not get to that point of, oh, I love you now, slim, healthy, you know, fit, confident. They actually were thriving off of a, a partner, a wife, a girlfriend who had confidence issues. They loved that, right? Some men, they don't want you to thrive and be confident and be assertive and be strong and affirm yourself. Yeah, so, it's true. Yeah. It's true. Yeah. So and things like that with themselves they don't they're they're comfortable with themselves because you're not confident so it makes them feel like a man but when they love you they're like yeah i mean like lewis he's like you look so good like you're doing so good yes he's not that's what you need and you're and if you don't have that in your corner sometimes you have to go at this journey quiet because yes. I don't want to share with people because you don't need to hear what they have to say. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And the same, it can be, it can be friends and family members too, who are like, you know, every time you work out or something, it's like, Oh, there you go again with this stupid working out thing. You know, that's just stupid. You know, like some people are like that and it's because yeah. your changes it's making them uncomfortable because they're like, wait a second, she's about to look better than me or, or they know deep down that they need to be doing that stuff too, but they don't have that willingness. They don't have that strength, right. That it takes. So they, so they feel better just hating on you and trying to make you feel miserable and try to hold you back on the process versus doing what you're doing. So we had to, we, a lot of us have had to let people go so that we could build this, form this new identity and keep going with it, run with that new, new identity. So, 
yeah, this is all of this is powerful advice and, and your transformation, body, mind and soul yeah. is just been incredible. And that's why I wanted to do this interview, because it's more than just a before and after picture and saying, hey, Maria lost 20 pounds. That's not enough. That doesn't capture it. Like it's like, no, business owner, mother or partner. Um, and the, the mindset went from negative, 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 bashing myself to confident, affirming herself, speaking life into herself and just feeling good. Um, these are all things just a before and after picture and, you know, a little caption does not capture. (laughs) So true. It really is a journey. Yeah. And be patient with yourself. That's what I've had to learn too. Just. Be patient with yourself. Don't compare yourself to other people. Do not compare yourself to other people because you are not them. They are not you. And I mean, I had to learn that too, because at the beginning it would be like, oh my gosh, they're losing like 30 pounds in two months. And they're like down eight, how many ever inches. And then I had to stop myself and say, yes, that's not, you are not them. They are not you. This is your journey. And just be patient with yourself because, and don't quit. Don't quit. (laughs) Don't quit. Yeah. Yes. This is amazing. Yeah. Thank you so much. Thank you. Maria. This is, this has been amazing. Thank you for taking the time out of your busy day, but then being vulnerable, transparent, and willing to share these things. I mean, some of this is intimate, is deeply personal, but I have absolute faith that your story, um, your transformation, it's gonna have, it's gonna inspire at least one woman out here. She's gonna hear what it is exactly that she needed to hear that day at that time, whether it's on Facebook, on a podcast, or whatever. But yeah, thank you because you're in some way making a difference, right? I hope, um, yeah, I hope so. yeah, I'm, I'm convinced that you are. So thank you so much for doing that. I really appreciate you. Um, I am grateful that you found me when you did. You've been an amazing client to coach. has been a really fulfilling journey, I have to say. So, yeah. I appreciate you. So you you yeah. changed so many aspects for me and created an awareness for me that I didn't have before. So I, I am deeply grateful to you too. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Hugs. Hugs. Thank you so much, Maria. Um, thank you everybody for tuning in, for listening. Please share this, um, this Facebook live or this, whether you're listening on Facebook watching on Facebook or you're listening to the episode, but share this with the women in your life who you know have been struggling. They've been on their weight loss journey for a while and you know they're struggling and they're frustrated because we usually know that about the women in our circles. Um, share this so that they can get some hope, some inspiration, some support, some guidance. Um, and for all of the women listening and tuning in, if this is your time, you need to make that commitment and you feel like, okay, you know what? Just, I've I feel like Maria six months ago, I need to make a change. I need the accountability. I need the support. I need to stop under eating. Um, and I need to start spending time doing the right workouts for my body. All of that, like you said earlier, right? It's the mindset, the nutrition, the fitness, and I need all three of them together. Then this is definitely your invitation to uh, DM me on Facebook or on Instagram. Um, check out my program video and get inside of my weight loss coaching practice so that we can ultimately three or six months from now have this type of interview with you right um that's what it's all about so thank you so much everybody for the support thank you maria for everything for being an amazing coach and um that is it thank you bye 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 thank you for listening to the women winning at weight loss podcast if you found today's episode valuable, make sure to share it with other women in your life and head over to Facebook to join the Women Winning at Weight Loss community. We'll see you there.